We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Go hang out. Uh... You know, drink a beer with a friend and look down at my phone. Next thing I know, the Revs are up three <laughs> halftime <laughs> at Seattle. What is going on? I mean, I was making sure I'd only had one beer at that point, but come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Will oh, Bruin scored, and he knew he had had too many beers. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Dazzo. Welcome back to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire.com. Joined tonight by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath. The band is back together. J.D., I have a very important question to start with you. What is your problem with the meat glove? <laughs> what? Skylar background, I guess. <laughs> oh, we we joke about how my, my fantasy article for MLS is pretty meaty. Um, and Skylar sent a, a gif of someone cutting meat with a meat glove and just didn't seem right to me, but I guess it's a, a serious thing. And Skylar then 
sent a video of him using the meat glove and <laughs> in fairness i think the pick the the meat glove and the gift looked like a latex glove like it didn't really look like a meat glove right it was Skyler's pretty lame like spider-man's hand like <laughs> honestly i was just about to say that so yeah <laughs> Yeah, mine was like a fireproof glove that I can actually stick into a smoker and, and grab a, right. a tray of meat with. So it was a, a little different version. The other of a ones meat like glove. what the what the lunch lady at my school would grab like the <laughs> microwaved patty with. Skylar, how long have you been using the meat glove in the smoker? Uh probably about three years now. Um, three years part- old. Yeah, that particular one though, maybe two years, I think. Mm. Got a pretty nice deal on Amazon around Christmas time. So, Skylar was born with the meat glove on his hand. <laughs> that's right. I was actually uh, testing out my new smoker this past weekend, so that that's where that came from. Um, looked pretty nice. It did Jealous. look pretty nice. Yeah, yeah it turned out okay um, for a first smoke. Kind of season the thing, and I think the ne- the next batch will be better. Kind of got to get used to it. Hmm. Yeah, stay tuned for the uh, the Rotowire Barbecue podcast. That's right. Right. <laughs> Roto BBQ. Um it's been a while since we've had the three of us, right? Has it been three podcasts? Where we've I actually so. spoken together? Yeah, I think I stepped in for Skylar, he stepped in for me, and uh last time we split it so my penguins could uh take care of the capitals. That's right, that's right. Um so yeah, let's jump in. We're in the middle of a FMLS game week, so we don't really need to discuss the two games that have already happened. We'll get to the Red Bulls screwing everybody uh, later. But uh, the first game for the weekend is on Friday night. It's attached to a Liga MX slate, I assume. Um, It's Colorado hosting Vancouver. Uh, Tim Howard's back, and I have nothing else to say about that game. You guys? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, probably 0-0, let's be honest. Yeah, I don't even think they've got a interleague slate up for this one, so I don't really have much interest. I don't have anybody on my fantasy MLS team, so yeah, probably will be skipping this one. Find a better way to spend your Friday night than right. It's Cinco de Mayo, yeah. So I'm not going to be watching uh, Kevin Doyle and Alan Gordon uh, on my Cinco de Mayo. All right, I um. It looks like they have a oh no that's five six never mind yeah I don't think they have anything for tomorrow so let's skip to the games that we will actually pay attention to DraftKings is split again with an early and a late the early one is a short two gamer the first game is three o'clock Eastern Seattle hosting Toronto and then six o'clock is DC United hosting the Montreal Impact kind of a tough turnaround for Toronto having to play at home on Wednesday and then fly to Seattle for the early game, no less. But um, of the four teams, we obviously have some heavy hitters with Sebastian Javinko, Nicholas Ladero, uh, Ignacio Piatti, um, Sebastian Latou. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mullins is probably close to healthy, right? He could be back. There we go. All right. You left. You left Will Bruin out. He got his goal last week. That's right. Like, That's right. Like we had uh, discussed. I didn't guarantee it, but I, you know, threw him a little shout. So I think someone uh, JD wrote about yeah. him. I don't know what I said. Probably that he wasn't good, but <laughs> I, uh, I was talking to somebody and I was commenting how interesting a spot Will Bruin is in because he is playing in the front four at the very top. 
However, the defenders on the opposing team are way more concerned about each of the three people behind him. Like, how many teams is that a thing where you you can pretty much ignore the target forward and focus on stopping Ladero, Dempsey, and uh, Jordan Morris? And, I mean, of course you're going to cover Will Bruin, but, I mean, you're not going out of your way to, to stop him and let the other guys do their thing. It's quite the opposite. Right. <laughs> it's uh, still a coin flip whether or not he buries an easy chance, by the way. Although Kyle Lahren had a couple he blew last night, so ooh, and he's wow. supposed yeah. to be one of the best strikers in the league. Yeah, what happened on that one? I mean, it almost looked like he's in slow motion. Yeah. Um trying to get the perfect like the one that Bono dove backwards and like hit it he like palmed it off the ground and knocked it away. That, that was, was a great wild. save. That was a really good save. But I mean, Kyle Lahren should have fit. He could have got up and kicked it, but right. he was just like, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Yeah. At it. He was just like standing up, and he wasn't allowed to touch it until he was fully back on his feet. Or it was crazy. That's what it but, looked like. Yeah. Anyway, Will Bruin, whatever. Um, well, let's. Um, I don't know. Let's specifically. He actually cost me in the tournament last week. By the way, <laughs> um, for briefly, I I was in first in the twenty seven dollar thing, which is two hundred. Second place is one twenty. And I saw my score go down. I was laying in bed because I didn't feel like watching anymore. And I said, what the heck just happened? And I look, and it was a Will oh, Bruin goal. But I think I think Ladero fouled somebody, so I jumped back ahead right at the very end. It was sweet. So if I jumped ahead to any listener, I'm sorry. But you used, <laughs> but not Will, really. Bruin. You used Will Bruin, so I'm not that apologetic. <laughs> uh, specifically for this slate, is Javinko... Or Ladero, the first name that you go to, or do you try I mean, to really squeeze yeah. in both? Yeah, I think Juvinko, but I'm curious to see if we if there's any heavy rotation. I mean, Toronto's got a really congested schedule. They played uh, last night. They're playing again midweek next week. I think they're playing at Columbus, and then they have a home game against Minnesota. Um, next Saturday. So they've got like four games crammed in two weeks. Um, I don't think Giovinco sits, but I wouldn't be uh, super shocked if he does. So I guess oh. we'll get to see before, you know, before the slate locks, but he's probably my number one and, and Ladero's an easy number two right behind him. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes off early, even if he does start Columbus is a much more important game for them. I think, um, just because it's a conference match, it's a rivalry. So I think you're you're on the right track. Somebody good is going to sit. They have a lot of talented depth in Toronto, a lot of good young players. So I, I actually think that I'm leaning towards Ladero being more important on this slate than Javinko. You get the benefit of seeing that game first, at least. So Even if Javinko's in, though, I think I would prefer Ladero. Hmm. Which is, I mean, not you. If this matchup were under other circumstances, then no. But Ladero's at home. Uh, Seattle's defense isn't that good, so they probably will have to score some. And Toronto's just a, a little tired. I, I don't know that Javinko's really going to play a full ninety at all. So, yeah, I, I could get behind that call. I mean, even Ladero's after... box scores are nuts too. By the way. Yeah, they yeah they're they're right there, uh, comparable with Javinko's, and he's a thousand bucks more. Javinko's a thousand bucks more than Ladero, and then just seeing what Orlando City did last night. I mean, that second half, Orlando City pretty much dominated the game. Um, should have tied it up, maybe even should could have won the game. And uh, 
yeah, I just I feel like Toronto might ha- might be a little gas going into this one, and I think Ladero could definitely take advantage if that's the case. So I like it. Hmm. Yeah, you can do a lot more if you keep Javinko out of your lineup too. Oh, for sure, for sure. So if you think Javinko is one of the subs, do you think Josie and Vasquez are the others, or is it? I mean, guessing subs is always difficult, but like somebody's not playing ninety minutes, and those yeah, are kind I think of. Vaz- Vasquez only played 65 last night, but he's another candidate for an early sub for sure. They need to keep him fresh. They have a guy like Jay Chapman who can come in and is already a very good attacking midfielder that they think uh, has a a lot of room to grow. He still has a very high ceiling. So I could see Chapman even getting the start and Vasquez coming in off the bench. Hmm. Do you think Javinko then gets corners if Vasquez is on the bench? Yeah, when he's in, probably. Right, I mean, Michael I mean. Bradley isn't against taking some pretty poor corner kicks either. <laughs> oh, that's fair. And then, so if you're fading Javinko, or he doesn't start, um, you've got some interesting forward options on this slate. Obviously, you have Clint Dempsey. Uh, everyone else, you know, you have, I guess you could consider Josie and Jordan Morris. The big question is going to be whoever starts up front for Montreal since Mateo Mancosu is out for six to eight weeks. Do you guys think Domodoro leads the line, or do they give kind of any Jackson Hamill a, a try? Like, who who do you think is going to lead that line? I don't think Jackson. Oh, Hamill's Jackson Hamill's out, be. right? Yeah, that's right. He went off on a stretcher that's the right, other that's game. That's right. So it won't be him. <laughs> no, which is a shame because I think that would have been a, a very good option for them. Um, Adora is an option. I think we see Salazar. Uh, see you around. We could. It's Salazar. I think also is a, a good young forward. So that that would kind of be exciting. Um, we kind of had this problem with with the early slate last week. Is that like you just? It's tough to even find two guys you want to play. Let not regardless of price. <laughs> Yeah, we actually discussed Odoro in depth, I think, and how it's <laughs> yeah. like who who decides to play Odoro. But maybe this is a, a good game to throw him in there, 5,500. If he starts up top and you have Piotti and uh, Balu on the other side, then there you go. Hmm. Skylar, can you convince me of anybody else? <laughs> I see Raheem Edwards at 4,600. Yeah, no, Balu actually had a really good game uh this last game he hit 14 points seven Seven shots shots, yep yeah so i mean he he probably will um play a little bit more of an attacking role with their just with their lack of options up top i do think a duro will be involved but um just i mean looking at his his uh game log there then yeah i like baloo he's a midfielder Um, though he is a midfielder i mean i guess technically if you're he could be playing higher up the field, but yes, on DraftKings, he's a midfielder. So, um, as far as forwards go on the slate, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty thin. I mean, I like Dempsey. Um, are we talking strictly from this DC Montreal game now? Uh, nope. Okay. Yeah, I like Dempsey, but again, he's he's uh, pretty high price if you're going to be playing Javinko or Ladero. So, um, I could take another stab with Will Bruin. Breaking news, by the way. Um, A couple of days ago, the Ottawa Fury um, acquired Michael Salazar on loan, so he will not be an option for Montreal. All right. (laughs) Breaking news from a couple days ago. 
<laughs> Breaking news to us. Right. Okay. So it's got to be Adoro. I guess. Probably. Ugh. Yeah, it's just process of elimination. He'll be or involved. like play Piotti up there in a, some kind of stupid false nine that's not going to work because he's much better on the wing. Mm-hmm. Well, we still have Ortiz, right? He could, he'll get the start for DC. We don't have to play the Montreal guy. Or are like you, you said, sure that Ortiz is going to get the start for Montreal? No, 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 no for uh, DC. Or if, yeah, for DC. That's what I meant. No, I'm not sure at all. I mean, yeah, obviously, if actually... Mullins comes back, then that's a possibility. Ortiz has actually been really bad this year. Yeah, and Latou's taken taken over. So, going back to back games, look out. I'd like to see some Al Haji Kamara get in there, but there I go. guess I don't know. Didn't he? He had like two goals in five minutes the one game last year. Yeah, it was a uh, a great per ninety screw up for our projections. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing another Kamara in the mix. It can't be worse than the one in New England right now, right? <laughs> Ugh. Um, Who we all are going to roster again next time he, New England's never. in a double game week. I mean, come nope. on. I didn't do it last week. No way. I didn't either, to be honest. Yeah. He's unplayable at this point. Well, he was out on uh, paternal leave or whatever, right? I guess his wife is expecting, so he's been not traveling with the team. I'm not really sure gotcha. what. Did you see that on her Instagram? <laughs> no, I actually saw it. I think RotoWire actually has a note written up about it. Oh. I might be wrong, but um, <laughs> you know, I think I saw somewhere on Twitter as well that just that he didn't travel with the team due to his wife expecting. So. No, you're right. You're right. It is on RotoWire. How about that? Hey. Wait, wait. Are we still talking about Kai Kamara or are we talking about Al Haji Kamara? Kai. Okay. <laughs> then it's on social media for sure. Uh we're probably going to get a live Instagram video of the birth. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know where this podcast is heading. Uh, Evan Bush is 4300 bucks. Uh, he is the cheapest starting goalkeeper. We have Bono at forty-five, Fry at 5000 and Hamid at fifty-two, or Travis Wara at fifty-one if Hamid is unable to return from his injury. Uh, any of those jump out at you as good plays or do they all kind of seem equal? That's how they seem to me. <laughs> I like DC's keeper, whoever it is. Okay. Bush is, Bush is also a good play though. I, I'm staying away from Seattle, Toronto largely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I like DC's keeper too, just with Montreal lacking their options up top. Um, I do like Fry. I uh, just with Toronto on the tail end of the, uh, you know, their second game of the week. So um, I could see him coming away with a big result. But I don't know. After watching New England score three goals that first half, I'm kind of a um, little hesitant to play him again. I had him last weekend. So yes, Seattle still aren't healthy on the back line, so that makes me a little nervous. Yeah. Also, I just think Toronto, if they have tired legs or. Maybe they don't start some of their better players up top. There might not be that many shots for Stefan Fry to save, but the ones that he faces, maybe they'll go in. I don't know. It feels like one of those situations. Mm. I think Torres is back. He was on the bench last week. Yeah, who knows how... He's kind of a guy that needs to get into the groove. He's not... When he, like, steps in right away, he can be pretty rough sometimes, Mm -hmm. pretty rusty. But... um. 
Yeah, this is like a total game theory situation with the keepers because you know that whoever has Javinko is probably going to have to get Evan Bush. Right. So if you don't use Javinko, you could go with Evan Bush as well and just figure that that's a wash, or you can try and take advantage and uh, pay up for a keeper, which I think is going to be my route. And while it's sometimes unavoidable unavoidable on a two-game slate, you probably don't want um, Ladero and Bono, who's the next cheapest goalkeeper. Like That's you're... true as well. Yeah, but you're so right. See, it's kind of see a lot of Ladero Bush. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting, I guess. That, I'm so tired of Javinko on these two-game slates, though. It, does it feel like it's happened a lot this year? I know it <laughs> happened last night, but... Uh, maybe it's well, just they usually he's in, like, he feels like he's been in every like main slate too. So maybe it's just, <laughs> he feels like he's been in everything. <laughs> right. It's just, he's always, because he's always around, like you, he's always the yeah. most expensive. So he just sticks out when, when there is a, so I guess I just him. always hate having to think about him. Cause right. yeah, it's like, Oh, I have to pay up for Javinko again or, Oh, here I'm going to lose all my money. Cause I didn't. <laughs> Did you guys captain him in FMLS? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not that he's that far ahead of some of the other, uh, no. like the Sporting KC guys. No, Failhaber had a great game. Yeah, talk about someone who should add another goal, Dom Dwyer. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, we'll get to him in a bit. Uh, all right, this main slate is, um, is it six games? Yep. Yeah, six games, starting at 7 o'clock Eastern with Philadelphia hosting the Red Bulls, who played last night, or at least guys in Red Bulls jerseys played last night. We didn't recognize <laughs> most of them. Um, that being said, you J.D., you were looking on the bright side that we'll at least know who is going to play this game, or should. But uh, Sasha Kledgen and um, Bradley Wright Phillips did not start last night, along with a few others. But Royer. Should, yeah, Royer didn't start. Um, Felipe was in there, I remember, so... Uh, so if they're full strength, what do you think about them at Philadelphia? I still think it's going to be close if they're full strength. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia always seems to play them really well. Um, there's been a couple times where the Red Bulls went into the second half up a couple of goals and Philly, uh, came back to tie it up or even take the win, I believe happened one time. And it's kind of, uh, in some of the Red Bulls players heads at this point, I think. I think it happened two or three times last year. It happened in the U.S. Open Cup and another time right around then. So Philly needs to start racking up some points to get back into the playoff chase. I think they've been playing a little bit better lately. So I think that could be a surprisingly good game. Hmm. Skyler, how do you think it goes? I agree. I actually think Philly could uh... – could use this as kind of a statement game. I don't think they've won a game yet this season. They may have have a, a draw or two to their name, but um, they really need a win, and what better way to, to kind of come out and get a win against the Red Bulls. So, yeah, I, I don't mind uh, Sapong at the price, 6,100. Um, we saw what Dwyer did. Granted, it was against maybe a little bit of a makeshift Red Bulls team, but I think Sapong's going to get similar chances. Um, if he takes them, then yeah, he could have a good game for 6,100. Um, I've liked what Alberg's done lately. He's only concern for me is he's been coming off a little bit early, but he's been pretty active in the attack. Um, so he's 5,000. 
a guy that I would consider. He's been on penalty kicks too, so a little bit of upside with him. But um, aside from those two guys, I mean, maybe Medin Janin, another mm-hmm. guy to, to kind of keep an eye on. He's uh, more of a defensive central mid, but he's on some set pieces, uh, corner kicks, free kicks, that kind of thing. So for 5,200, he could bring some value to a lineup. Who? Medunjanin. Med- <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear you say it again. What's what's the correct pronunciation since you've I think got it's... The, the guide over there? <laughs> I think it's Medunyanin. Medunyanin. <laughs> I was going to say that first one didn't seem right either. I stuttered. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Or we'll just never talk about him again. Um, Let's just call him Harris. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like he's a Brazilian. Um, Sasha Kledgeton is $300 more than he was uh, Wednesday night, but this 8200 is 1100 less than he was two games ago. Does Makes that, sense. Yeah, does that price make you want to jump at him at 8200 I mean, there are some really expensive midfielders on this slate, or at least the top is really heavy. I, I like it because... If we look at the other top midfielders, Alessandrini, I think, is going to have a, a kind of tough game. Mm-hmm. Chicago knows how to play defense pretty well at this point, it seems. Yeah, 11,500 is outrageous. Right, that's a lot. Valeri's probably not going to play. Kaká's tired. I probably I didn't even trust him last night, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, And the goal he got, he was just wide open floating out of nowhere. So I don't know that that was necessarily showing he's back. It was a nice finish, but... Two goals in two games. Yep. Rusnak is playing Dallas. Mm-hmm. Aru Diaz is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Kyoto is not, not actually a midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not like an accumulating midfielder, especially. Yeah. So you're getting way down the list there to where it's like the first like super attractive option for the price is Justin Miram. And that's a lot for a winger that doesn't take all the set pieces either. So... Yep. I, I think Kleshin's a great value. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Skyler, you tempted uh, by BWP at all at 8,800? Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, wait a B- second. I mean, Philly's letting up a lot of goals lately. It's true. I mean, I don't know, though. I mean, 8,800, that's the highest price forward on the board. Yep. So... You better hope for maybe a, at least a goal, which I think he's capable of, of bringing. But I've not this season. I'm just not on the BWP bandwagon just yet. Okay, I get it. I don't he, know. He's the type of guy that needs to pick up a little steam and start scoring in bunches for me to kind of jump back on his his bandwagon. But mm-hmm. it's not doing it for me just yet. I mean, he has a goal like every other game this season. It was just one. Yeah. Unlike two shots. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he's not. I guess he had a five shot game. But if you look at this slate and you say, who's going to get me two goals? BWP has to be in, like, the top two candidates. Yeah, he's in the conversation for sure. And I see your point, too, because Philly's almost been kind of playing that. They didn't against the galaxy but they've kind of been playing that you know try their best defense is offense type deal so 
They're just trying to keep up on the scoreboard, and I could see a few goals being scored in this one. So, not a bad play. I'm just I'm gonna have to convince myself before I pay that much for him. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a not a must play because spending that much on a forward that's pretty goal dependent. I'm I'm not on board with that either. But if you look at the amount of goals Phillies let up this year, I think all but two games they've let in at least two goals. Yeah, I think that's right. My favorite thing about BWP, and I know. Th- Pricing isn't like only player specific, meaning there are other variables. But to see his price go up four hundred dollars after putting up a minus two last night is uh, is kind of <laughs> funny. But anyway, uh, the next game is Columbus hosting New England. Uh, the first guy that jumped out at me was as uh, I noticed it when JD, you were going down the list of midfielders on this slate. Federico Iguain is at seven thousand, which is actually six hundred dollars cheaper than Lee Win. That seems like a steal to me, um, and given what we were saying about the forwards, pairing him with the $7,900 Ola Kamara seems to make a lot of sense too, no? Yeah, I think last week I wrote up Iguain, and mm-hmm. I said usually I, I kind of struggle between him and Miram when they're about the same price, or even when Miram's a little bit cheaper and not in like such great form as he is this year, like last season— it was tough to pick between the two, but when Iguain is playing like he is, he looks very determined, and he's nine hundred or eight hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, that was an easy choice for me. He put up twenty-one points last week, and I think he's going to have another good game this week. Pretty nice goal too. Yeah, it was a nice goal. He's he's had a lot of exciting plays this year. I mean, for an old man, he's doing well. <laughs> what about Lee Wynn? What do you guys think? I'll pass. Yeah, not if uh, not if Iguain's right there for six hundred bucks cheaper. <laughs> well, you could take both. The hilarious thing is, we were like more trusting in Lee Win last season when he was doing worse than this season when he's <laughs> actually putting up a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, he's been a serviceable play. I guess we've used that ter- used that term a few times on the podcast, but he's been a serviceable play this season for sure. I really like the motivation factor here. I know it's kind of maybe it's it's been drawn out a little bit, but the Kai Kamara coming back to Columbus, you know, him and Iguain had that huge dust up, and that was kind of what sent Kamara on the way. Um, I don't know if Kai's going to travel with the whole you know wife expecting a baby thing, but I still like that storyline, and I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see it play out. I think Iguain could use that as a little bit of motivation, so. Definitely going to pick him if it's between those two, but I don't think Wynn's a bad play. Who would move into the starting lineup for Kamara? Kai, not Ola. Obviously. Um, well, let's see. Yagi Dello has been, I mean, he's been starting regardless. Right. Well, yeah. Scoring. And playing yeah, you well, have to yeah. think if Roe, because Roe has been playing some defender, some fullback. So maybe he just pushes up and they play alone forward. Right. But also, Teal Bunbury could come in and play as a kind of second striker. Ugh. Teal Bunbury is a serviceable, to use Skyler's word, MLS player. I'm looking for serviceable fantasy options, though. Yeah, it's probably (laughs) not him. Yeah. Just looking at the formation from their game against Seattle, they've actually got win up top alongside Aguidela with Fagundes kind of in the hole behind him. Hmm. Are you on the MLS app looking at their lineup? I'm, yeah, well, I'm just on the MLSsoccer.com looking okay. at the the lineup page here. So, yeah, it's similar to what you'll find there. But they've got 
Rowe listed as a left back, which I guess he has been lining up as left back some this season. Yeah, no offense to anybody that works on the MLS lineups, but they've been worse than usual this season. I've, I've been seen a looking, few discrepancies. I think they're I've been looking fees. at a lot of them and just saying that is definitely not how they're going to line up. There's <laughs> like huge, huge errors. I'm pretty sure those come right from Opta. Well, yeah, and I've seen them come out like that initially, and then they get fixed pretty quick, it seems like, or at least, you know, within... Well, that definitely could be the case, because I don't really look at them that often after the fact, mm-hmm. so... Right. Um, speaking of Fagundes, he's taken 11 shots in his last three games. Seven I've on I've been goal. on that train all season. <laughs> this is kind of... I don't want to say breakout year, because it's like he's had a bunch of similar breakout years. Yeah. Lately, but I I really feel like in the terms of quality of his play, he's kind of turned a corner, and maybe this is a stepping stone for like a really great season next year, or maybe a move to another league. Hmm. Forty nine hundred is like a really good deal for him. Too. I was just about to ask. Yeah, I mean he's a hundred bucks less than uh, Alberge, so I feel like that's the range he should be in. Um, right. I guess the question. 5, the question with the Rebs for me is, do I even want any of them this week, or right. do I think Columbus is going to take care of business? I tend it to go, go out either of my, way. I tend to not even go, have to go out of my way to avoid Rebs. Like I just, it just naturally happens. It seems That's like in every too. price range, there's a better option. Yeah, um, it seemed that way last weekend, and then you know, I actually yeah, stepped out to uh, go hang out, uh, you know, drink a beer with a friend, and. Look down at my phone. Next thing I know, the Revs are up three <laughs> halftime at Seattle. What is going on? I mean, I was making sure I'd only had one beer at that point, but come on. Uh, yeah, and then Will I, Bruin I went... scored, and he knew he had had too many beers. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I saw Ozzy Alonso basically riding that high line and tapping that in, I, was, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that that game was all over the place, but. Usually I wouldn't consider the Revs, but that was that was a shocker for me. I was not expecting that. They have been good on offense this year, but when I watch them on offense, they're so boring. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's the results I guess are there, but individually when I take it on a game by game basis, like looking ahead, it's like I don't really see how this team's gonna have trouble with the New England attack. Right. But I guess it's been working, so maybe don't listen to me. I think that's enough nice things to say about the Revs. Uh, <laughs> 8.30 Eastern kickoff is Houston hosting Orlando. Orlando played last night in Toronto. Uh, JD made a comment earlier that Kaká is old and <laughs> just coming back from injury. So I'm guessing that Did means... I say he was old? Uh, I said Higuain's old. Oh, that's yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Obviously, Kaká is also My apologize old. to Kaká, yes. who's definitely older than <laughs> Federico Higuain. But um, 8,600 for Kaká no. at Orlando, I feel like, would be much more attractive last year than now. Not that At Houston, yeah. At Houston. Um, so who do you like in this game? Um, Cubo? Scotty Sutter. Nope. I didn't think Sutter was going to have a good game last night, and he still did. So he's kind of matchup proof at this point, right? You would think. You think? I mean, for forty nine hundred, I'll I'll 
throw him out there again. I wrestled with throwing him into my cash lineup last night and ended up off him, which was pretty much the death of me. He ended up with 14, I think, for the yeah. second straight game. Yep. Right. He if just, you... Go ahead. Yeah, he's just so active out there on the wing. Um, you know, they're just they're looking to get the ball out to him and then for him to to whip the ball into to Laren to try to get something on. So I see what they're doing there, and he fits the kind of just fits the style of play for him. I like it, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, at Houston, yeah, I'd probably roll him out again. Mm. All right. Well, Houston aren't aren't a good possession team. That is for certain. Not that Orlando necessarily are. So it's an interesting matchup of two teams that are kind of used to countering. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see if any of them kind of step up and control possession or if it's a little bit of a mess for each. Right. I think I think or uh, Houston, rather, have less ideas when they have the ball and aren't just running really fast trying to counter. <laughs> um, Orlando, I think, are a team that could kind of work things around but they're on less rest, so right. I'm not buying in heavily to either of these teams. I'll probably have maybe one person from each at most. So who would you think you could look for from the Houston side? Alex is 6,900, and that's absurd to me considering some of the other values on the slate. Yeah, for sure. So if, if I want somebody from Houston, it's probably going to have to be a forward or Kyoto, who's eligible for both, I would obviously play him in the forward spot. Mm-hmm. Um, even Elise is 6,300, which is kind of gross. <laughs> so, okay, you want me to say Kubo, I'll say Kubo. I, I don't need you to say anyone, but it just seems like, yeah, like you said, you think there are goals here, so we got to figure All right, out. I've met my Kubo quota. Who's going to score them? No, I don't, I don't really don't. Houston's at home, yes, but Orlando's one of the best defensive teams this year, so I don't really see any reason to go out of your way to take Houston players. Okay, okay. I like Kubo. I mean, still in the lead for the Golden Boot. Yes, it's early in the season. On PKs, I mean, he actually had a good game his last game without a goal. He had nine points at Toronto, so... If Kubo and BWP were the same price, would you prefer BWP? That's a good question. Uh, that that one actually makes me think a little bit. I might because he's actually, only a thousand more. Yeah, I may actually prefer Cuba there. So yeah, I mean, I think Cuba is a good play here. All right, Against I think North I... Orlando team on the on the sec- back end of their two game week. So gotcha. I think I would prefer BWP for a thousand more to be honest. But Orlando's real. I mean, Orlando stuck with TFC last night. And TFC is one of the toughest teams to play. Yeah. But they had some rest, and now they're traveling much further. Like going, I assume they're going from Toronto right to Houston. <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully but, Will Johnson's uh, passed his, I guess he had an illness. I don't know. but That's what was reported, yeah. That was a revenge game I was really looking forward to because there were some public, public <laughs> comments right. when Will Johnson left about yep. – Greg Vanny, the coach of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we missed out on that, unfortunately. Oh, well. Um, all right, next game is RSL hosting FC Dallas. This seems like if it was in Dallas, it'd be a total bloodbath, but it, it's not, so it's only going to be a partial bloodbath. 
Uh, I assume nobody's going to want to pay 8500 for Rusnak. Um, Moff Sissian's probably not getting a ton of interest at 6600 with Agadella. No, Moff Sissian has, has no tools that are <laughs> going to help him beat Matt Hedges yeah. and Walker Zimmerman. Yeah. Uh, Plata is still... T- well, I guess he's not banged up anymore, but really hasn't done enough to... He's warrant. not back to being Plata, that is for certain. Right. So... Maxi Rudy, that's what the word you're looking for. Okay. Two words. Okay. Um, yeah, Rudy at 74. Is there any uh, any way to get cute with Berrios instead at 5,600? He hasn't even been starting the last few games. Yeah, it's a really tough one, and they're in the back half of this slate, and I don't know who they're going to start on the wing any given game. Yeah, I was going to say, this is becoming like a weekly Dallas problem. But yeah, it's great for Dallas. It's terrible for us as fantasy players. But <laughs> Javier Morales has been getting a lot of minutes lately. Not a lot, but, I mean, relative to how many I thought he was going to be getting, um, he's playing, and... This is his old team. So 4200 for revenge game Javi Mo. I'm buying into that. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure how really strong cute. the revenge is, but Yeah, Andy's and it's at Salt Lake too, so Right. Well, it's not necessarily revenge revenge. <laughs> it's like a homecoming. <laughs> you still want to put on a good game for the fans that uh supported you in Really, I mean, he was like a king at RSL for a couple years. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Dax last weekend. Sure, yeah. I would oh, argue that, was, that No, no, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think he's got the same upside like Dax had against uh, the Red Bulls, but... I just don't think the revenge fire is quite as... No, no, no. It's hot. not the same in the revenge fire, but in terms of like what he meant to the club... Oh, right? yes, yes, um, yes, sorry. Javier Morales... Probably, it almost definitely meant more to RSL than Dax did to Red Bulls, but Red Bulls are just a high-profile franchise, and RSL are not. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. Javier Morales is like was one of my favorite players, not even in his prime, like five years past his prime. (laughs) Actually, his prime was like at the age of thirty-five, which is insanely impressive. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Gonzalez is forty six hundred. It's uh, a good deal. Which se- yeah, I was gonna say, which seems I don't want to say it's wrong, but it seems wrong. Uh, is Romando back? Um, I'm leaning towards probably not, yeah. but I haven't seen anything for certain. Yeah, not that I'm playing Romando or anyone else. Van Eckel. Van Eckel playing Dallas, but. Yeah, forty six hundred seems pretty good. To, like I feel like you don't usually get a Dallas keeper for under five thousand much. Yeah, hmm. the only question is, are they going to fa- face a lot of shots? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I feel like RSL are they're much more open under Mike Petke, so he's going to let them attack and learn trial by fire how to defend. Mm-hmm. And. Kellen Acosta had 16 points last week without a goal or an assist. 5,600, he's the most expensive defender. Um, it seems like he's yeah, worth he helped, it. <laughs> helped JD take down the golden boot. Mm-hmm. 
We didn't even mention that Joven Jones uh, on the last slate is almost like, a must, almost a must play defensively was, these right. days. He was like fifty six hundred, I think. Yeah, he or had twenty four points last week. Rode him up. Rode Dax McCarty up, as Skyler mentioned. Nice big fat twenty one points. Oh yeah. Um, Kellen Acosta, I like this week. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit him in though because we've already discussed a lot of pretty high priced options that we like. Yeah. But these days, the guys like Acosta and Jovan Jones that are actually producing consistently, uh, they're fantasy gold. And if you can get two of them, and then your opponents are using Ethan White and a center back. <laughs> or something like that. It's a huge advantage if you think you can find attacking players that can approximate um, the ones your opponents are going to be using for three or four thousand dollars more. Then I mean, go for it. Stack up on the two defenders. It's a big advantage. Uh, I feel like this season especially because there's actually capable fullbacks nowadays. Yeah. Or Kellen Acosta isn't a fullback, but he's eligible as a defender, so that helps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else from this game? Not for Great. me. <laughs> I, I still just like Maxi Rudy a lot. I think him versus Cubo is an interesting discussion. Oh. Actually, to, to go back to the Acosta or more the fullback, we didn't mention Harrison a fool for the first game or the second game. Um. Who I think is a pretty good play. Yeah, fifty two hundred seems like a pretty good price. Although Acosta for four hundred more seems well worth it, even on the road. Yeah, I think if you're playing Ola Kamara, maybe you would lean awful over Acosta, mm-hmm. just for the the stacking purposes. But otherwise, yeah, Acosta's in a nutshell, in a bubble rather, a little better. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get a little cheaper than a fool in the same game, uh, Yuka Ratala. 4,400. He'll be on that same side as Jovan Jones. And uh, he's been pretty productive recently, too. So, worth considering. Good call. I like that. I like that. Uh, next game is LA hosting the Chicago Fire. Uh, Roman Alessandrini, 11,500. By far the most expensive player on the slate. Put up a. I would describe it as a dud last week. Uh, eight points for 11,005 is, yeah, disappointing. That's a dud. Um, do you guys think he bounces back against the fire? Yeah, he'll I be fine. So. Yeah, I'd hope so. He's, I mean, the past two slates, he's actually uh, been pretty just average, I guess you could say, for his price tag. So it's. I think a lot of people are gonna shy away from him because of that. So, might see. Be, I don't. Uh, I don't know because he has a thirty-one and a forty-one in his box score, recent history. He's been winning a lot of people money. Um. So I. I still think he's gonna be overowned as I have lately, just because he's in a dysfunctional offense. So in, as good as he is individually, I feel like he still is gonna have some games where. He's just not very good, hmm. fantasy yeah. wise. Right. Because the, yeah, the Galaxy don't know what they're doing uh, in terms of putting together a cohesive unit anywhere on the field. Right. Talk about a team in need of a result too. I mean, he's the him and uh, Dos Santos are pretty much the guys that are going to bring it. Dos Santos, 
Looks like his price has gone up to about where it should be. <laughs> gift. You yeah. know, a 10, 10 point fantasy performance really knocks you up three thousand dollars approximately. <laughs> right. What was what Dax's price? What's Dax's price after his twenty one point performance? I think it went. Oh, it went up five hundred. Forty six hundred. Yeah. Oh, they only give him nineteen points. It looks like. Oh, he had twenty one. They must have knocked off a shot on goal. Maybe I don't. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, maybe. Um, Schweinsteiger. Are we done? No, I really haven't been using him. Yeah. Yeah, not since the first his first little run out and the all the hype around him. I think I've said it a couple of times. Um, seemed like he was kind of a do it all. And now, I mean, he had a pretty good game against the Rebels. Do it all. Yeah, Dax is is comparable, and he's a couple thousand uh, less. So. I don't know. He's gonna have some big games, but it's hard to uh, hard to drop sixty two hundred on him when you've got a guy like I don't know somebody that's around the four forty five hundred range that could probably do as much as Schweinsteiger. Yeah, well, it's like Lampard last year. Like, think about how often we didn't use him. It's like he's gonna he's not an accumulator. He's gonna pop up and get some nice opportune goals, but he's it's just. He doesn't necessarily fit into daily fantasy lineups that well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Schweitzeiger is even a lesser version of Lampard for fantasy purposes, even though maybe he's a, a greater version on the field at this point. I don't know. Makes sense. How about uh, Nemanja Nikolic? That's the guy I'm looking at in this game and really questioning whether or not I want to use him. Mm. Skyler's yeah. the Nikolic, uh, the Nikolic expert. I mean, he had yeah, five shots on goal in a road match. Yeah, I think is he tied with Kubo for the golden boot now? I mean, he's up there for sure. He's, yeah. he's you know. He's had a good good run, a good streak, especially since Schweinsteiger showed up. And he did that at Red Bulls last week, seven shots, five on net. Um, Los Angeles are much worse defensively than Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting one then. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it seems uh, like we've got a lot of forwards in that range that are pretty good on this slate, which is not. Which is, it's honestly <clears throat> perfect pricing too. That's the range that these guys should be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically like a f- fifteen. Uh, no, not even that. Twelve hundred dollar range, basically between Agadello, Nikolic, Arudi, Ola Kamara, Cubo, Cubo, Wando. Kyoto. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. They nailed it. David Akam. Which means it'll all game? get messed up. It'll all get messed up next week. Yeah. <laughs> Our price is too good. Yeah. No, I'm not playing David Akam anymore. Has he, I just, he, has he been starting? I thought he was coming off the bench. No, he started he last, started last game, week. Yeah. Came away with a whopping one point. <laughs> I just don't really see the upside the way they're playing lately. I mean, he's. He looks so disinterested a lot of the time that it's disheartening when I use him and he has a great matchup against a garbage fullback and you just watch him do not that much. He gets maybe two shots, a couple crosses, a couple fouls drawn, and so, wow, I paid 8000 for seven points. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's a perfect description of it. 
Uh, it's like not bad enough that you're like never gonna play him again. But over exactly, time, it's, it's worn me down over time. So Ugh. I don't know how he's averaging twelve point four points. That must be stretching back to last season or something. Oh, it definitely does. Oh, he had twenty three the first weekend. That probably helps. And yeah, he had thirty three against New England last October. If you guys want to look back that far for <laughs> for your data, yeah, that's relevant. Certainly. So I guess Juninho's is he on all corners and set pieces or you is anybody for certain? I mean, it looks like a comms not taking anything. Schweinsteiger so I'd imagine it's wasn't Juninho. Yeah, Schweinsteiger took a few early on, but I don't think he's taken any since then. Well, that's because Juninho missed that one game probably, or maybe he actually missed two games. I'm not sure, but he should. Yeah, Juninho should be on everything. Hmm. Yeah, well, it looks like uh, Akam did have three corner kicks, so he must have uh, had a few fouls or something, too. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like Akam had three corners to Juninho's one, for what that's worth. I have no, I have no idea what that's worth, actually. <laughs> it's really worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I mean, really going to play? I guess you're thinking about playing Janino at 3,800. Right. Yeah, looking at his game logs, I was considering it. It's not bad. I mean, yeah, eight it's okay. points in a couple of games. When Javi Mo is 4,200, though, come on. True. Hmm. Actually, we just that, don't know if he's starting, though, right? So that's actually not a bad idea. You play Javi Mo, and you always have the fallback to Janino. There you go. I like that. Uh, let's go to this last game, Portland home against San Jose. Uh, it's actually the same time as this LA Chicago game, but Skylar, I was wondering if we have a late game hammer in this game. <laughs> I want to been... say Jameer Hika, but Portland's a, a much, uh, a different animal than Minnesota. He mm-hmm. went off against Minnesota, 21 points, 6,000. I mean, that's, uh, Pretty nice price for a guy that's been on set pieces, um, scoring. Or he had a an assist against Minnesota, eleven crosses. Did you guys so, play him? I did not. Looks like you had him in uh, in your <laughs> lineup, right? Shameless humble brag. Yeah, really. Yeah, JD's been throwing in some shameless plugs tonight from the get go. <laughs> To make it clear, I only played everybody that I recommended in my article that everyone else also played. But I think no, that's, a, a I think that's another one, Man, actually. Was... <laughs> You're not getting some phony that recommends stuff and doesn't follow up by using it himself. Fair point. Stand-up guy, thank you for that. <laughs> so wait, Fernando Adi is like the definition of a hammer, late-game hammer. I feel like the hammer tends to be somebody a little... Le- more off the beaten path than. Oh, I see. Like Wasn't I always the original late game hammer, like the seven thousand dollar Wando. It might... You're right. It, you're right. It might have been Wando. <laughs> I think it was Mopsisian. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could have been. It could have been Wando. I think that it was may the have same been time that Skyler was like having the greatest center back. I was just about to say Yamasen Alave was one hundred percent one at some the, point. <laughs> the one game Alave scored, yeah. Skyler had him. The one game Chad Marshall scored, Skyler had him. This game's interesting because we know uh, Andrew really respects San Jose at home more than almost anything in the world. Yeah, 
This is a dangerous place to play. <laughs> so speaking of center backs, Florian Jungworth, twenty-four points last game. He had a goal, but I mean, you take those, take that goal away. It's still pretty respectable for a center back. That is true. Hmm. Not saying go out and play a center back in the last game of the the slate, but if you get in that <laughs> spot, if you get in that spot, then that might be your guy. Yeah, it's also worth mentioning. Uh, like you said, it was Minnesota. Right. That's true. They've been this better is, though. This is Fernando Adi. Yeah. There's not a lot of upper tier for like the upper tier forwards are guys that we've already kind of dismissed throughout this entire podcast. Right. So I mean Adi's the guy that's gonna win the tournament for you because somehow he's gonna go overlooked, even though he's one of the best scorers right. in the league. Right. But I mean Nagby might miss this one too. So Valerian Nagby, that's certainly hurts portland um sebastian blanco had a pretty solid game last week but it's yet to be seen if he can like keep it up game in game out when valeri's missing um but i think most of the other portland injuries are okay i think gleason is going to be back i think uh all this is going to be okay mm-hmm. so i think this could actually be a pretty good game what do you think about Powell as, as a fantasy option I love Pal as a fantasy option almost every time he plays a, a solid solid to bad team. As long as he's not playing a powerhouse on the road, he's always in play for me. Okay. All right. So, Skyler, no guaranteed goal from uh, Wanda this week? No, but no. I like the play. Oh, that's... <laughs> no guarantee on Wanda, but I, I like it at 7,000. I mean... I'd play him over Adi in that spot. Would you play him over Nikolic for $200 more? I think so. Oh, my God. Based on the home home factor. Okay. Slightly. I'd give him a slight nudge over Nikolic. I I may have to revert back to my Rotowire rankings and see who I (laughs) ranked more there when I I was actually playing. I guarantee you you rank Nikolic higher. (laughs) Yeah, let me know. Let me know what your head-to-head lineup has, and I'll decide if I'm going to take them all this week. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's an intriguing. I mean, that that could be a late game hammer. I like it. <laughs> Nikolic could be a. Well, he's also a late game hammer. That's right. Yeah, it's the same time. Looks like you've uh, just pulled the rankings up, JD. It looks like you've got Wando ranked at 15. And then you've got Nikolic at number 18. What is going on here? Really? Backtracking a little bit. I don't even have Nikolic ranked. Oh. Why'd we do that? Well, it's a double game week. There's some guys who get moved up. It's it's a little... Oh, that's why it's the double game week. But still, how... I'm half convinced that Skyler's lying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at it, man. Uh, All right, Andrew. We're going to have to edit those suckers. uh, Yeah, we'll see it flip-flop here in about... Ten minutes once the pod is mm. finished. Actually, I can take Kai Kamara right out of those rankings as well. Sorry, that's guys. the danger of doing them on Monday. Well, we did them because we had the slate. I know we had we had no choice. I wasn't complaining. I was. Hey, is anyone using Nick Lima anymore, or is that tr- ship already sailed? Yeah, he didn't start last game, so I don't think. Well, how about all the ones before that? He was also average to. Below, yeah. well, average, I guess. I think I jumped off him after that 
second or third game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had those two huge games right off the bat and then just fell off. So, well, he, I mean, it was awesome when he was 2,800 bucks. Right. (laughs) (laughs) When literally that was like the talk of the lead up to fantasy week one is, oh, everyone thinks Nick Lehm is going to start at 2,500. And so everybody had him. And he paid off. I mean, he was awesome. Worked out. Yeah. But Um, then everyone had him, so it didn't matter. Right. Right. Uh, Moving to Sunday, we've got a two game slate. Contests are not up, but prices are. Um, we have 1.30 p.m. Eastern Minnesota hosting Sporting Kansas City, who played Wednesday, and then 4 o'clock Eastern New York City FC hosting Atlanta United. David Villa, not surprisingly, the most expensive player on the slate at 11100 Next highest is Dom Dwyer at 88 Hopper's right behind him at 87 um, What do you guys think of that slate as a whole? Like, do you... Is Via worth eleven one on a two game slate? While you haven't guys like Dwyer and Failhaber also available, Al Marone and uh, obviously now, Ramirez and Molino yeah. for Minnesota. <laughs> I love Via on this uh, slate. I just I'm in a really tough spot in fantasy MLS because I've got him as my second switcheroo option. So I've got Rivas coming off the bench in front of him as it stands. Rivas has eight points heading into this weekend. So I'm probably going to have to end up with whatever Via gets on my bench, which just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um, but I really like his matchup against Atlanta. I think there's going to be some goals scored in that game. I probably will go with Phil Auburn and Dwyer combo instead of Via. Wow. If I had to guess. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I definitely don't blame you for doing that against Minnesota. That's why they're in my. That's why I preferred both of them over guys like Laren and BWP and Question. Um, just that first home game, and then the fact that they're playing Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, in the league. Yeah, I'm talking about for DFS this weekend. Yeah, I think Sporting are going to have a good game. I'm not really intimidated by Minnesota at home on much more rest. Um, I think V is a fine play, but you're throwing a lot of your eggs into one basket when instead you can just maybe get a Jack Harrison. Um, maybe you can get a Almarone. I don't know how expensive he is, but he's at 8,100. 8, oh, okay. So Joseph Martinez is back in training. He probably wouldn't start. Oh, that's but exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even like Garso Fernandez is a guy I would think about heavily if he starts. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, where did he go? Sixty-seven hundred. That's not bad. He's yeah. actually two hundred bucks less than Christian Ramirez. So, are you guys buying the sporting defense enough that like Ramirez and Molino are are not going to pay off this weekend? I'll probably try and get one of them in my lineup, but Sporting's defense is legit. I think they probably have more clean sheets than they have not clean sheets this season. I think that's right. I think it's comfortably right. Um, yeah, depending on that. Molino's price has been pretty reasonable this season, so he's, I would probably, I mean, Ramirez has too, for that matter, but Molino's been a little bit more of a safer player, I guess you could say, so if it were between the two, then Molino would be it, but yeah, JD kind of hit the 
nail on the head with just it's hard to roll anybody out against Sporting KC's defense. They've been that good. Okay. How about Yonhel Herrera, who had a goal and an assist, a pretty huge game last week, um, coming in, I guess, for Pirlo. Not that they're playing the same role, but he was a guy I thought about for my switcheroo in FMLS. Mm. Um, But then I just was like, ah, if he doesn't start at all because Pirlo can't sit for two straight games, else management's going to go crazy. The Patrick Vieira kind of made a point that Pirlo sat because they they needed to be a little stronger in the midfield defensively, even though, well, just the way that they played. And I'm not sure playing Atlanta is the time to get light in the midfield. That's actually very true. If anything, this should be the game where Herrera is most needed. Um, And then when they get, like, someone easier, like maybe a... Philly. New England or Philly, right. yeah, sure. Then Pirlo's probably back. Right. That's a yeah. So I I probably should have went with Herrera as the second option in my switcheroo. I did not. Um but I think he's a, probably a good DFS option. He's most likely under five thousand. He's four thousand. Yeah, so he's probably gonna be a must play just to fit some of the other high price choices in there. Mm. Yeah, he's six hundred dollars cheaper than Jimmy Madronda. <laughs> Who had 12 points without an assist or a goal last week. Or not last, last week, night. last night. So, excuse me, yeah. Um, Molino is at 6,800. He's right in between Jack Harrison and Maxi Morales, which seems right. Oh, man, that's a tough call. Yeah. I think I would take him over both of them. Okay. I would take Molino, but it's close. Mm-hmm. Molino's safer than both of them. Okay. Morales yeah, has double digits in three straight. 13, 18, and 15. Although he's a bit assist driven there. So maybe not Actually, as safe. Molino can get there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he has as much upside, I think. Yeah. Molino kind of takes care of the floor and the upside. Whereas Harrison, it's like he has a ton of, ton of upside, but he could easily have only a couple points. And then Morales just seems like a guy that maybe doesn't have the upside. Maybe he does have the floor that Molino does. but Yeah, I guess now with Pirlo out, then I don't know if we already alluded to this, but yeah, I guess that shifts Morales into more of the set, more set pieces. It's a good call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it definitely gives his fantasy appeal a little bump. Harrison's been crossing quite a bit, just an open play. Yeah. Like I think he had 11 a few games ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, 11. Here's your Jack Harrison right here for crosses. 11, 1, 9, 3. <laughs> Although the three was with his two goals. He's actually been, like his last five games, 21, 21, 14, 8, and 28. Yeah, his box scores are crazy. Yeah. He's been on fire, and we get more and more people asking us about him every week. Doesn't it seem like that? Mm-hmm. For sure. Which, I mean, more and more is like one, and then the next week two, and then the next <laughs> week three, but... <laughs> That's a 100% increase the first week. I mean... <laughs> oh, all right. Um, yeah, no, Harrison, I mean, as much as I talk about Diego Fagundes, like, really being a young player that's having a great season, I mean, Harrison's head and shoulders above him, even. Yeah. Yeah. I would be surprised if he was still with NYCFC after this season. 
I saw an article how he's like going to be the cornerstone of their franchise just yesterday, and I laughed. And oh. it's like that's cute that you think he's going to stay there for yeah, so sh- long. I'm sure they would like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Huh. That's just. I mean, yeah. Of course they would like that. Um. Anything else on this? Uh, pretty decent two game slate. Uh, not really. We didn't give the goalkeepers much time, but that's it's hard to talk about them too much, I guess, huh? Gleason actually is a good value, forty four hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bendick for Bendick's forty three hundred. Bava mm. forty one hundred against an LA team that can't score. All right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> now you got your keeper talk. All right, there we go. We got our ha- late game hammer. Yeah, I think we hit it all. All right, guys. Good to be back. Yeah. Uh, very happy to have both of you back on at the same time. So thank you for all of that, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.